Hello and welcome to another belated episode of the FOMOcast. It's been a couple of weeks. We've both been busy. I was out of town. Tim was out of town. <clears throat> Tim had stuff going on. I had stuff going on. But we are back. We are going to come at, at you rapid fire. Um, we're going to cover probably some of the older park stuff, but most of the stuff is pretty much up to date. Um, the first of which is... So, Disney's not having a great start of the year. So, um, the Marvels, it dropped 79% the second weekend, which is the worst in MCU history. Um, We've talked about it before when it first came out. Um, It has nothing to do with the movie itself. I don't think part of it is just that you could tell the movie was just thrown together. Uh, My big complaint was this was supposed to be a Captain Marvel movie. And people, the stands, you would say, hated Captain Marvel so much, even though I really enjoyed it, that they're like, well, we've got to go a different direction. And they created a movie where you'd have to watch two different Disney Plus shows just to know two of the characters. Um, so it's just kind of, you know, I don't know. It it was just, it's sad, you know, and they... They also a report came out saying they're no longer going to be sharing the box office numbers for the Marvel Marvels, labeling it the lowest grossing MCU movie in history. Uh, the record was previously held by The Incredible Hulk at 264.8 million. I believe the Marvels is at like 190 something. Um, 197. And um, it was set with a 79% drop. I even heard, I think that it was on 1400 screens when it dropped. And I want to say a thousand of them switched them out for other movies. So, um, which I mean, I, if you're not getting butts in the seats, and it's going to cost you, you more it. to to run it, yeah. And you could, and you have a movie that, hey, if we put this in there, we'll get more butts in the seats. All about butts in the seats. And and that is the problem is is people fail to realize. You know, I've heard a lot of people enjoy it. That it's just it's kind of discombobulated. Like the the show is just the movie's just everywhere. It's all over the place. And they're like, a lot of stuff doesn't make sense. Um, if you haven't watched, you know, and the funny part is I listened to a podcast that, um, they're, they love Marvel. So they're not going to say too much bad stuff, but what was funny was, is they made a joke because their podcasts are like three or four hours long. And they're like, we're going to try and stick to, you know, positive stuff. And they kept bringing up negative after negative after negative. And it's that (laughs) subconscious thing where, you know, um, as Mr. Stranger always says, he tries to stay positive about what he's watching so that way it makes a better experience, which is a great idea. But what happens is, is when you're explaining the concept of a movie or de- describing why you liked it, inadvertently, you're going to eventually say, well, this part wasn't that great, but this part, you know, made up. So when you have that and you have people who are not diehard Marvel fans, Marvel people are just overwhelmed. A lot of people just don't want, you know, it's not a superhero thing. It's a, we're trying to make this different, but the winning, the winning formula was the Avengers. And so you're changing the winning formula. I get it. You're trying to bring in new people, but um, it's sad. I don't think it's going to change too much um, because, you know, I don't even know what you could really do with it. You know, I, I, Bob Iger has come out. I don't think this is even on here, but they legitimately have had like 
numerous conversations about the fact that they made mistakes with day and date and all this different kind of stuff, as many studios have learned. Um, and I think the funny part is, is Tim, Tim, you might remember this. When we were like seniors in high school or right after we graduated, DirecTV tried this or Dish Network tried that releasing it on pay-per-view the same day as it was in the theater. And no one bought it. It was a, oh, what was it? Uh, John Cusack movie. I'll never forget it because it was the first of its kind. Day and date, theater and there, and no one watched it. My dad was like, I'm not paying it. He was like, I go to the movies to get out. And I think that's the big right. thing is now the pandemic has subsided so much, people realize I didn't go to the movies to watch movies alone. I went to the movies to go get out of my house to get, have, yeah. you know, and enjoy it's, the experience. Yeah, it's, it's an experience, exactly. Yeah, popcorn, soda, get out. You know, it's something that you kind of look forward to do. And yeah. you're invested. If it's at home, uh, oh, hey, somebody called, pause, put it on. Oh, I need to change the laundry, pause. Or when you're at the theaters, there's none of that. So nope. it's not, oh, okay, I just took a 10-minute phone call. I can't remember what happened. Let me rewind it. Or at the movie theaters, you're you're there, you're vested. Like you said, it's it's an experience. Yeah, so I mean, we'll see what happens. Um, along the same lines, uh, The Wish opened to 31 Point seven million over the holiday window, which became the lowest Disney film to underperform at box office. Um, I will say I saw spoilers for it, and it is ridiculous. They said that this movie was a hundred percent a money grab, and it like it just shows that the studio is just out mm. of whack. The studio is out of whack. Do you? Th- I mean, do you think it was a? Well, obviously you said a money grab, and like I think Mr. Mr. Stranger watched it, right? I think he said he watched it. Yes, he did. With the ki- with the kids. And no, no, said, no, no, yeah. no, no. He watched Miss Marvel with with uh, with the kids. I thought he. I thought he said he saw what. Anyways, no, uh, yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, um, that. Um, <laughs> it's funny we were talking about earlier. Just popped up on ESPN. Um, <clears throat> that. Do you think? And like I said, I know you know you haven't watched it or or whatnot and just with the spoilers and you say money grab do you think it was and with going along those lines of money grabs that it was hey uh rush put it together and get it out there because you know we need to keep having these movies flow out and not have them really in a condensed window um on that or you know or it was kind of like into the pandemic and you know, kind of push it out. Cause wasn't it, if I remember right, wasn't Wish, didn't we get like a hint of it a long time ago and like a teaser a while ago? And then now all yes. of a sudden it was out, it, it came out. And it I'll tell you was, one thing, they're, they're pushing it really hard at the, uh, at the parks. Well, so it was released. They had like a teaser, I think, with the Raya and the Last Dragon. And I think the problem we ran into was they not only had them um the pandemic but they had literally the remember they were shutting down parts of the animation studios like they were like they were consolidating uh animation studio when they were going they were, through and cleaning house and, and then they were doing day and date so you literally had like ryan the last dragon all these ones dropping con- like you know within a two-year period and usually these films take like four to five years to make so right this one probably got hit right at the start of COVID and then they started panicking and we're like, we need everyone to finish the other stuff so we can get it out. 
and you know it just kind of steamrolled the concept was a great concept but i have the i'll tell you i'll spoil it for you after the podcast about how dumb it is because people were like expecting a, a twist because I, I listen to um we hate movies and they were genuinely like it was so bad that it was like it even they guessed right but it, it was like horrible in the way they guessed so what they mm. guessed they weren't gonna like but it was worse than they expected so you know it, mm. it makes sense too because like literally they pushed the 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 at um the happy meal thing and right. it was a horrible idea like i literally got this because i had the points i got the free tickets and the free uh happy meals for the kid and it was like just random stuff like it didn't make any sense when you would see okay look it's all these different characters i'm like but this doesn't have you don't see any of this in the trailer for the movie why are you talking about all this stuff all these characters but you never see any of them in the trailer what is it supposed to be about so huh. i will say i have heard that chris pine is very excellent as the villain and he does sing in it so that i guess that that was a good aspect that said the music was fairly well um but you know uh and then along the same lines of canceling the uh, disney plus has canceled the muppets mayhem after one season um it was a weird show and i think it's been too long since it actually aired because it aired i think two years ago and it was one of those things um i know they're still good standing with jim henson productions but i think they are doing that less is more type of thing. Cause I think next year is the last year they're going to do like, um, a bunch of star Wars shows. Um, I know that bad batch is ending and stuff like that. So they're kind of consolidating stuff. Um, and then the Disney himself as the parks, we'll get to it later, what they're doing. They never done before. And I think they're trying to push people back to the parks is what they're doing. Cause they do make more money at the parks. Cause trust me, um, they they raised the price on Disney Plus, and it's probably gonna be my last year having Disney Plus. I don't watch it that often. I watch it for the main shows, and I'd rather go month to month and just watch it for two months and binge watch all the stuff, and save the you know eighty dollars for the year. I think no, it's more than that. I can't remember how much it is. They gave me a discount. It's like it's like eighty nine ninety nine or something like that. I don't know. Um, next we have is. Pixar's Soul, Luca, and Turning Red are coming to theaters in 2024 after premiering on Disney Plus during the pandemic. Now, it's a little deceiving because I think that they're they're limited release. And I know a lot of times they do it um, as like a... Because I know, I know Soul was really good and they got yeah. a lot of um, nominations, especially for music. So... Yep you know, you want to experience that in a, in a, in a theater. Right. Well, and especially with them not doing that well as of recently, I mean, since beginning a pandemic uh, type deal and, and coming out of it, that these were um, besides like um, in Kanto, that was a sol- total sleeper hit yep. um, on it that these were other ones, like you said, got limited release because it's kind of coming out and people going back out. That... Which Encanto got a re-release with the sing-along. Yep. And that's why, why they're not doing it this time because they they legitimately went so viral on Disney Plus that the sing-along got worked into, I think it was like, what, three months later? 
And yeah. then I know that down like the El Capitan, they did the, the sing-alongs at the big theater. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And with these, I think it's going to, you know, kind of um, hopefully it springboards Disney and Pixar kind of back back into it with, you know, Soul did well, Turning Red, you know, did good. And, and Luke, I mean, all three of them did, did decent, you know, um, on it. So getting those back in, people could see them in the theaters and um like i said it, hopefully it, could, could spring could uh, springboard forward well and what's weird is is like you know a, a lot of places that i've seen like it's it's hard to decipher like how bad they actually like how much the pandemic affected them because like we said with the Kanto, it was you know put out fairly shortly after they went out on on it you know i i feel like they are putting out too much content now pixar is because we used to get what one movie every like two years from pixar yeah so i remember i never watched big hero six because i'm like it doesn't look like i would like it yeah and we had to wait till the next toy story i think there wasn't much like it wasn't like oh you know what if i miss this one you know, give me a couple months and we'll get another one. No, that's not the way it was working. So right, exactly. But I mean, think about it though. But all of those were pretty big hit movies. Big Hero Six I, is a sleeper that I truly love. I was on a kick where I was watching stuff um, that I was trying to get the kid to stop watching Moana because he loved Moana so much. Like, no offense to the movie, but when you start, you've seen it like 600 times, you start yeah. going, I need to watch something else. Um, right, exactly. It, it, but it runs, we'll, runs we'll see. Course. We'll see. And hopefully they do get, you know, the boost they need. And um, one movie that did great, and even though they were getting review bombed, that's now going to be on Netflix or is on Netflix, is a Super Mario Brothers movie. Um, there's something going on with warner brothers i can't um officially say i'm gonna bring it up in the gaming pile because it actually does affect a lot of people we know but um it it deals with the gaming but i feel like warner brothers is pushing so hard because like so they they help produce right i think super Mario movie warner brothers um well, it was on Paramount, wasn't it? Or it was on Peacock? No, it was on Peacock. That's Peacock. Okay. So a lot of these places are, because like Netflix will do a thing where they're like, hey, look, let's have the movie. We'll pay so much for it kind of thing. Yeah, it um, is, it's universal. So it, universal. So there's a lot of places that are trying to get a hold of stuff. Like So, so Barbie is heading to Max, which means that is Warner Brothers. And Warner Brothers has been screwing up lately like crazy because why is it that every single person is now doing a director's cut because you screwed up the movie so bad? Ayers is doing a Suicide Squad director's cut, the Will Smith one. So, you know, I'm glad this is on Netflix because a lot of people have Netflix, even though Netflix is getting crazy more expensive. It's almost not worth it. Um, But yeah. And like I said, Barbie is coming to Max on December 15th, which I will be watching at the day it comes out. Um, This one, I saw the trailer for it today. And ironically enough, after I saw it, I started seeing stuff all over TikTok about it. So um, everyone knows Jake Johnson. Um, He was on New Girl. 
Um, he also was a character in the Jurassic World, I believe the first two. Um, he played Nick on New Girl. Um, and his, he has a directorial debut. He's acting in it as well. And it's a, uh, I believe it's a movie. I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure it's a movie called Self-Reliance. It's coming January 12th on Hulu. And legitimately, it starts off with him walking down the street and Andy Samberg pulls up in a limo and is like, hey, you want to get in? And apparently he applied to be on some reality TV show. And the reality TV show is that basically you have to survive. I can't remember how long. I think it's 30 days um, with people trying to kill you. And if you're with somebody else, they can't kill you. So the concept is, is that he makes friends with Anna Kendrick, who is also a contestant, and they hang out 24-7 together because since they're both together, they can't get killed. Well, then he meets with his buddy, and his buddy goes, bro, this is a comedy. He's like, what's so funny about it? And then they show them getting chased and running, and it's like, it's supposed to be comedic. Um, but, um, I, I know that he's in a lot of dark comedies. That's why I like Jake Johnson. He's in so many dark comedies that are really funny. So, um, I'm excited for this one. Obviously, like I said, Anna Kendrick's in it. And then Andy Samberg plays himself as like a producer for this reality TV show. And like, you know, it it just, it looks really funny. So I'm excited for it. Um, Kung Fu Panda 4, Tenacious D is officially writing a song for the upcoming sequel's credits. Its trailer should drop any day now. And those that don't know, Jack Black, Tim and I love Tenacious D. Jack Black is the lead singer with his best friend, Kyle Gass. Um, Kyle has been in a bunch of different um, movies. Jack Black movies, yep. So I'm not even, he was in... Um, He's in with he's in the he's in the teaching movie with Cameron Diaz as well. He's one of the teachers oh, really? in that movie. Yes. That's My favorite funny. though is is that Jack Black and him are in Biodome and they're leading the drum circle as everyone's massaging each other. So um great duo. And what I love about them is I'm not gonna lie, um the tribute album, which that's what me and Tim were introduced to them, is a filthy album. It's bad all over. But then they also do these fun, uplifting kind of poppy songs. So I like it. And you'd know Kyle when you see him. Kyle is a very unforgettable face. Right, exactly. Didn't know this. Uh, he was born in Walnut Creek. Interesting. Huh. I think Jack Black is, he's L.A., isn't he, or something like that? Uh, it wouldn't surprise me. I, I mean, he's yeah. L.A. Um. This next one, I'm gonna save this next one before the death because I'm I'm got some interesting stuff on this. Um, there is an offer right now. Um, it's probably already taken up, but you could get paid twenty five hundred dollars to watch Disney Christmas movies. And what it is is basically, I think it's for a whole month usually, and you're like watching like eight hours a day. Like it's a legitimate job. People always say, "Oh, you get paid to watch movies." I'm like, "Yeah, but can you live off twenty five hundred dollars a month?" Like, you can't actually do your regular job and this. This is not the way it works. Right. Well, and the thing is, is it's for one month. Yeah. So that's that's, that's it. what it is. Go back to give him plasma afterwards. Right. And, I mean, it is cool, but they always have the clickbaity title on it. So yeah. it's, you have to have a subscription to, you know, was it Netflix, either, uh, 
Disney Plus. She's compensation for your time and effort because she includes payment in the amount of twenty five hundred as well as one year subscription to seven different streaming services. Mm. Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus, Amazon Prime, Max, Apple TV, Hallmark's movie now. I mean so. I mean that price right there then that's that's like probably what, like thirty five hundred dollars worth of stuff? Because Netflix yeah. is almost twenty bucks a month. Yeah, yeah, a, a, and a, a year for all of those. That's actually not bad. That's actually so, not bad. Yeah, but it's so you got to um, obviously it's over with. Applicants must be received by December first. So mm-hmm. and they'll be notified email by December fifth. But you know you you click on the link to apply, and it's basically here. Fill this out and. Um, why do you think we should choose you? And then they choose one person and then you do it all. And that's kind of what it is. So and it's that, not it, like it's, it's super <clears throat> gimmicky. Cause I remember, I don't know if you remember this, I think it was VH one or MTV did a reality show. And it was basically about this person with it's this Island that basically you're like the head tourism person. And basically all you do is you blog and you do YouTube videos and it like, when it was like the early days of Instagram and you or Facebook and you would have to post like, like, Oh, I live on an Island. Like, no, you got to post like seven to eight times a day. It has to be different. It can't be the same thing. So like if you're riding a jet ski, then you could go like, so this bungalows, then you could go to the pool. Cause it's some Island off of Australia. That's like a tourist Island. And they don't read the, you don't read the fine print. It's a hundred thousand dollars a year. You're only could do it for a year. But you're literally working seven days a week. You may be in paradise, but eventually people get old, sick and tired of paradise. So right. Well, and having to work to do that. Yes. You know, yeah, the backdrop's awesome, but if I can't enjoy it or I'm always doing something, then it's like, ah, oh, crap, home right No, I got to let me press record. But I mean that that's how all of them are. That's how, I mean that's, and the thing is, you have a line of people out the door wanting to do it. Yeah. Um, next, we're going to go to what I was going to talk about. So Dave Filoni has been made chief creative officer of Lucasfilm. Now, basically, chief creative officer, all that means is that basically, if anything, um, if anything happens, like they want to bring up a concept or anything like that, then um, they need to go through him. So if you have an idea, you go to him. He, you know, he 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 flushes it out. He green lights it, yeah. Yeah. So he's basically like Kevin Kevin Feige. He's the president of Marvel. So this is kind of similar because you know, um, I think they trust Kathleen Kennedy. But people don't realize if George Lucas didn't sell Lucas Films to Disney, Dave Filoni was going to take over. Him and um, Freddie Prince Jr. like like everything that Freddie Prince Jr. knows because of Dave Filoni is more than anything. I, I mean, it's insane. Problem is though, is that people are kind of upset because right now he's technically using Disney Plus to his advantage. He's completing his stories. Ahsoka was Rebels season five. Like it, it's not, you know, he was doing another season of Rebels is what it was. Mm-hmm. So I know a lot of people didn't like that, and that's why a lot of people are kind of upset about it. Well, and it's funny. I saw the meme, and I can't remember if I shared it in our group or whatnot, that, you know, <clears throat> um, 
what is it? Disney buys Lucasfilms for what's it, four billion dollars or whatever, two billion, mm-hmm. or whatever the heck it was. And then I forgot what it said. Um, just throwing random dates out here. Um, you know, everyone blames Kathleen Kennedy 2023 for Lucasfilm for what Lucasfilm's uh, been doing. And then the next one was everybody blames uh, Dave Filoni in 2053 for what's going on and then it has uh-huh. like you know who's who's next type deal i'm like huh well yeah there there you go. i just thought it was it was funny because it's one of those things it's like anything it's a thankless role because everyone is going to remember the negative and not the yep. positive you could have so many positive things and go out on a negative and your name is like slandered for the rest of, of of your time. It's like, okay, do you guys not remember everything else that I did? But the one thing, the last thing that I did, hey, you know, it was my last thing. I greenlit it. Yeah, it probably wasn't the best thing, but I wanted to do it and I did it. And that's that's what it is. But I took the company from here and elevated it so much. But, you know. You got to think, all, the people that have problems nine times out of ten are the people who don't have any clue. Or there, because that's what's funny is, is I saw a comedian say this and he goes, look, he goes, Star Wars was for your parents. The prequel series was for you. And the sequel trilogy is for your kids. Mm -hmm. And that's why things are made a certain way. And everyone that complains is from, you know, either they're not open minded or they're from the previous generation. You know, there are some dumb things, I think, but I truly enjoyed them because Star Wars content is Star Wars content. And what's funny is any other fandom, people will just enjoy it. For some reason, right. certain fandoms are like, you know, like Marvel people are kind of said they're 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 overwhelmed right now with it. But the second someone like Martin Scorsese bashes Marvel films, that everyone comes after him. They're all on. So it, yeah. Star Wars is a little more difficult because it was George Lucas's baby. And I think because it was such an indie hit, people don't realize, yeah. you know, that's why George Lucas made so much money. I watched the thing today. I didn't even know this. He was like almost, he was like this close to going to Disney or not Disney to um, Fox and asking them to give him more money. And if he would have done that, they would have owned the whole rights to it. But instead he went to the bank and said, Hey, please put a bet on me. And they did. And that's why he owned it. So there right. you go. No. And it's funny on just a quick little side tension here on all those producers, Spielberg, Coppola, Lucas, um, kind of in, in that realm right there, especially Spielberg and Lucas, because they all kind of came up together. Um, how, oh, what was it? Spielberg was doing E.T. and I think Lucas was doing Star Wars. And he's like, hey, I'll bet on you if you bet on this or what what not or hey i think it was indiana jones i think it was indiana jones or any something like that he's like i'll give you um one percent or one dollar of you know one percent of the box office or one dollar you know something like that or a hundred bucks or whatever and he's like yeah well i kind of screwed the pooch on that one you know whatever the the bet was but it's funny because he's like i don't know he's like hopefully it's good i'm like anything in that day i'm way over budget and they're getting pissed and now it's a you know a cult classic but it's funny how a lot of these famous directors now are like 
if this movie didn't go the way that it did, I was done. That was that was it. And it was because of this movie that I could do the next one, which was a cult classic. And then I did the sequel to the original one, which was big. Then I did this one and it snowballed in and it just got I mean, that snowball just got bigger and bigger after every movie. But he's like, if that if this one movie right here flopped, I was done. And same thing with, you know, a, a lot of them. And it's it's just. It, it's crazy. Yeah, it is pretty crazy. Now. We're going to a this one. I don't know. So they're, they're supposed to they're opening a, a bluey theme park um, in Queensland. Now, I don't know what it entails, but I don't know. It it's kind of cool, but I mean, I heard the game didn't do very good. We're not going to talk about it, but it's it's one of those things where they're going to be like, you know, better do better be better. You know what I mean? Right. Well, August 2024, you could go there and experience Bluey's world. Promises an enchanting adventure for families that goes beyond the TV screen. Well, let's hope. I like their little uh, experience I think they have in Florida, but we'll see how this one goes. Um, And lastly, Norman Lear, who I did not even know was still alive, legendary TV producer, passed away at the age of 101. We don't often see them get that old. That's, that was kind of nice. He was he was involved in a lot of stuff that everyone knows. So that's what's yeah a lot of, of a lot of groundbreaking stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, both racially, uh, you know, and, and all yeah, in the family. Oh yeah, all in the family. And that's when I said um, he passed away. And I was like, all in the family. He was that old, and it was like 101. I'm like, oh yeah. And what's funny is, so Car- it, was, it was Carol O'Connor was the lead of that, and. I watched an interview with him and I can't remember who it was with. And he basically, I didn't realize like he lived a rough life because everyone thought he was the character he played in the show, but he was super liberal. Like he was way left leaning and they asked him questions and he responded as both. And it was like a, like, like you would never do that as an actor now because it made you look like a little horse and pony show. So, um, RIP to right. him, 101 years, very long life, and happy for him. Yeah, um, yeah, and like he said, he's all in the family, Sanford and Sons, Jeffersons. So, yeah, he did. He did a lot on on that, um, especially, like you said, um, address races, abortion, other social issues rarely seen before on TV, where now it's almost like the norm, um, and started a, a couple of... Um, uh, what do you want to say it? Uh, like liberal causes, and uh-huh. it was, and it was really heavy into it. Um, as you see with most, you know, producers, actors, or anybody, um, in that, you know, it's kind of, you get a lot of people leaning hard one way, and a lot of people leaning hard the other way. And with the disposable income that they had have, they could, um, put a lot behind your cause. Yeah. So he was kind of, they even said he was kind of a trailblazer. So, um, yeah, sad to see him go, but he led to a lot of the the differences of, you know, different stuff that's happened, you know, because of him. So, yep. Um, on to the gaming pile. Um, first thing I want to bring up, um, before we go into the, the stuff that we have in here, um, I got an email. Tim probably got the email too. Tim might have ignored it. 
Um, basically saying that any content that I purchased that was through Warner Brothers on PlayStation is no longer mine. That it's being removed from oh. my device. Yeah. Um, everything's gone. Even if you bought it. Even well, if you it bought Warner it. Warner Brothers or is it Discovery? Warner Brothers. The same thing. It's Warner Brothers Discovery. Okay. Yeah, I saw same that. Company. I saw a, a TikTok or whatnot on it. I did not get it because I didn't, I haven't purchased, I didn't purchase anything through it um, on that. It was only really games and PlayStation Plus type deal to play online. I think I uh, had the John Wick stuff. Oh, there you go. But it's interesting because even if you bought it, bought it outright, it was still going bye-bye, which means whatever they had, uh they did it completely wrong. And I think there's big lawsuit about it is then what came. Well, and because of the contract stated it, I guess basically if you read the fine print, it basically said that, you know, they could, rev- whatever deal they had, more than likely Sony was, Sony wasn't doing something right. Like they weren't paying right. their fair share. Something happened. They said it was basically a violation or they, that, their contract basically stated they could take it. It was, and it's a thousand series. Like they say, just a series alone, like show series, a thousand. Well, so, yeah. I mean, think think about it. If you buy the season, that's you know each individual show on that. Granted, you don't pay for each individual show, but but still, you could at one point you could have you could have spent like three dollars per episode. Could you? Yeah. So. Because back then, when I first, when I never did buy any of it. I think I got a like a coupon for the, the John Wick. That's the only reason why I had them. Right. Um, from like one of the movies. I think when I redeemed, when I got a movie for Christmas, I redeemed a movie on there. Right. Yeah. But from what I've seen, the big problem is, is that like HBO Max has a thing, I think, or no, Apple TV has a thing where you could buy the season of Rick and Morty because Rick and Morty does not re-air on Cartoon Network because the contract has it established where they air at one time and then that's it. And then it goes to max at the end of the year, basically, you know, once a certain time passes, it so goes then to that's max how you, stream. you stream it is through max. So you could buy the season, the season, I think it's like 20 bucks. And I'm like, that's a great price. But when they first started it, it was like, you had to buy it per episode. And it was like, it was like 99 cents to a dollar nine an episode. And imagine you saving up your money and having a PlayStation and doing all that. It's crazy. Um, yep. It's going to be interesting to see. I wanted to bring it up, though, because that is the imp- reason why it's very important to um, buy physical media. So, Or, yeah, but to buy physical media, but a lot of stuff now. I mean, you're even seeing PlayStation and Xboxes not having disc drives on it. And it's like, okay, well, I mean, instead of having, I could have a whole rack of DVDs in front of me and put it all on a flash drive or on a, on a SD card, I guess, I mean, the only way to do it would be to download it and either have it saved on an external hard drive somewhere or a flash drive or an SD card, or I guess in the cloud, but I'm sure there's a way that they could go and even delete it off the cloud because it's got to be tracked back to something. But if something. you have it on your SD, you can't really, I, I don't know. Yeah, they're, and that's they're, if they let you do it. The problem, I that. think that's why a lot of things, like I think, I even think Netflix has removed a little bit of the downloading capability too. Download it. Yep. So 
you know, yeah, we'll see. Because then how, how, how do you keep track of it? We'll see how this lawsuit plays out, though. Um, next, we're going to go rapid fire because it's getting late and we got so much to cover. But the big news in gaming, um, aside from Call of Duty, aside from Grand Theft Auto, aside from Fortnite, is the Disney Lorcana Rise of Floodborne um, is out. Um, the well, virtual... it's, it's out in big box stores now. Yeah. And, and the virtual queue on Amazon fully opens an hour and a half late, which makes That's sense. Um, and then now Disney Lorcana Into the Inklands is coming in 2024 with new location cards, many stories, Tailspin, and Treasure Planet characters, which I think this is key because I think the mini stories play into this is a different style of card game, which is going to even add more collectiveness to it because you're going to need to collect all the cards to complete the story, basically. And... Eventually, I bet you they'll come out with a more like a starter deck, like you said for like Magic the Gathering. They'll have like a set set of cards. Yeah, but this is yeah. a new change that's pretty amazing. This is yeah, it's almost like a DLC type uh, pack on it uh, with different card booster cards and like one mini starter deck or starter deck on it. And the weird thing is, is it's supposed to come out in like February, March. Yeah. So granted, you know, Rise of Floodborne came out. Um, a couple of weeks ago and now like i said it just came out in big box stores and and online and this one's going to come out in a couple months from now but granted it's kind of an add-on to it so. yeah but well yeah but the nice thing is is i have seen with them coming out in big box stores i have seen a lot more a lot targets best buys having them in stock and not selling out as soon as they get it um i wonder so, if people don't really know what they are i don't think that i think they printed a whole bunch more on it so that way with the reprint of chapter one and with this they just flooded the market so a a lot more people can play and b a lot of the resellers and they're making um, it money. forces the pricing down yeah. but i was looking at it and a lot of my cards and just the cards in general um on looking at the prices on them it's almost two to one the first chapter cards um more expensive than the newer cards than the rise yeah. of flood board cards so it's uh, interesting but it is nice to see that um even some targets in um the uh, you know town near me that i see you know posted on facebook groups hey i was just here you know half an hour ago and they had a full rack of them out there both um i haven't decks, seen I, I haven't seen them I mean, in the wild yet but yeah, yeah well i'm going to one of the stores tomorrow just to see see what's there and then uh, a card shop too that got a huge restock of chapter one well let me know how that goes dan pricing is I, they're pretty much selling at like 20 bucks above MSRP. So I'm pretty pumped on that. Um, yeah. And some targets have limits on them. Um, and some of them don't. So, so uh, one by us, they uh, do they, on anything new like that, any cards, it's um, uh, limit two. Limit per. two. Yep. Yep. So um, next, um, Activision has basically killed DMZ mode. Um, it's not really dead. They'll still have it available to play. It just won't be um, in 
uh, you won't make any progress towards anything, so it won't go towards your current playing. Um, and they're saying play zombie mode instead. And I feel like maybe zombie mode's not doing as well as they hoped. I don't know. Um, but we're going to see soon enough because everyone's playing Warzone right now and they're going to voice their opinion if they want to play DMZ still. Right. Well, um, all we get through with DMZ was getting a gun. And they're basically added that to Warzone. People so like if, I watched it. So in Warzone, you're going to be able to extract early from Warzone with the huh. weapons case. To, well, so then if that's the case, then there's no they kind of combined it. Yeah, they kind of combined it. So yeah. um, the Fortnite team has confirmed that Fortnite OG and the original map will be returning in 2024 as the OG season far exceeded our expectations. Um, they basically are probably going to do like Call of Duty and have multiple maps guaranteed. <laughs> So, because yep. um, I know that they probably did see a significant drop off because they had probably half of what they normally would have, and then that event was so horrible and they had so many glitches that they needed to do something. Right. Um, Grand Theft Auto Six trailer has confirmed the game is coming out in 2025, and it will be released on PlayStation Five and Xbox Series XS, with Rockstar Games so far making no mention on whether the game will be on PC. Um, Let me know how it is. And um, that's hilarious. So Tim said, so so it actually leaked early, but it had um, a video premiere on YouTube that had 50,000 people waiting for it. Um, The trailer already has more than Cyberpunk 2077 Redemption 2, and the Legend of Zelda Tears of Kingdom reveals combined. Um, and then this is my favorite one. After the trailer debuted, uh, Grand Theft Auto 7 started trending on social media, which it had to. It had to. Right, exactly. And the funny thing is, is 6 isn't going to be released for at least another full year at the earliest. Yep. Full year. And 7 is already. Rumor trending. says that there is a hint in the background of one of the videos where you can see it. So well, why um, not? Put it in there. Heck yeah, get everyone talking about it. Because you the, know it's eventually going to happen. The big thing they had, too, was the trailer. They have side-by-side references of multiple real-life events and people from the Florida Joker mugshot to alligators hitting the store for some pib wasser. Um, so, like, you can legitimately see, like, it's almost identical to the like, guy cleaning the pool and the, the alligators in there. So... And right. lastly, with gaming, what it, the trailer did is it's, it broke, besides breaking records on YouTube, it boosted the popularity of the song uh, Rockstar used for it with Tom Petty's Love is a Long Road having a streaming increase of 36,979% on Spotify, which is amazing. And what's funny is I love the choice of the song, first of all, because how long have we been waiting for Grand Theft Auto 6? Right, and, exactly. You know, so... Yep. Now we're going to go to the it's I, I I love the fact that we have so much gaming because it's felt like we've had not very much gaming stuff going not on that much. Yeah. Um, and then, all the, the, well, I mean, most of it was Grand Theft Auto because all of a sudden it was boom, 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 boom. Oh, yeah. My, oh, my gosh. Uh, fingers crossed next week. Tim and I will have some reviews for the new Warzone. We'll probably we'll play some plunder here in the next couple of days. And the three next updates, plunder is staying for at least three updates. So we're good with that. Um now we're going to the other amusement parks, especially with holidays. Things get very festive and things just start popping. Um, we have a new holiday metal butterbeer mug available in the Wizarding World of Harry Potter at Universal Orlando Resort. Um, 
who's Rome Seussland during the 2023 holidays at Universal's Islands of Adventure, which I always feel like the Universal characters are a lot more interactive and fun because they're usually face characters. Yep. And face characters can do so much more than a character with a, a mask on. So, right. And it seems like they're more roaming as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we have a new Harry Potter animated Snowy Owl shoulder plush, which swooped in, which they're still enough from Disney because Disney about the, the shoulder plushes are all Disney. We, you know, mm-hmm. everyone has those. So this is kind of a big thing for them. Um, first ever Donkey Kong Country in Super Nintendo World opening spring 2024 at Universal Studios Japan. Um, the roller coaster has started testing in Japan. Um and it's going to have carts jumping tracks and an encounter with the antagonist Tiki Tong, which that's crazy. I wonder how they're going to do the jumping tracks. I don't. I wonder if it's going to be a um, like you're wearing like a VR headset or. Oh uh, no! Um, you know what it could do? You know what it could do? It could have the cart going, and it makes you feel like you're jumping. Yeah. Have it have the cart station have on the track, and you yeah. move and not that. Right. Exactly. I mean, it's just like. Um, the Haggard motorbike where you fall down. Yeah. Um, Spoiler alert. Lastly, Universal announces the name of Frisco, Texas Park, Universal Kids Resort. Dumb name, but hey. Right. It'll be off to it'll be interesting to see, mm-hmm. see that. Uh now to the Disney Parks pile. General uh select Disney Lorcana Rise of the Floorboard products will be available on Ravensburger online store on December first. Um we actually, I forgot, um, we got a game. Someone gave the kid a game from made by Ravensburger. It's a Disney game. It's called um, I Spy That, I think it's called. Hmm. Nice. And it's a long board game, kind of like Candyland or um, Shoots and Ladders. Mm-hmm. And you draw cards when you land on certain colored Mickeys, and you have to spot the things, and you mark them on the map, the long board. And however many you find, that's how many spaces you move up. But you also spin oh. a wheel to do it. It's pretty cool. I'll send you a picture of it. Huh. That's cool. Yeah. Cast member who stole $24,000 for drugs gets second chance from Disney. Good for him. Mm. Four Disney Larkana artists and Lilo and such animator come into TCG Legends Expo at Walt Disney World in December. That's when, right after that, is when the cards are going to go for expensive. If they're letting them sign, those cards are going to go for so much. And the funny thing is, is they're smart. They're they are very smart on signing the cards. So usually it's only one or two cards that you could sign, and it's the artist specific card. So yep. if the artist didn't make that card, um, they can't sign it. And what they do is they have to personalize it. Can't just yep. sign it. It's got to nope. be to somebody. It could be and, to whoever. And I've usually seen groups put like to whatever the Facebook group name is. <clears throat> But it has to be personalized. They can't just sign it and that's it. And they have a um, Ravensburg employee looking yep. over their shoulder and making sure, nope, it's you got to personalize it. So we, like, when we went to... That's smart. When we went to L.A. to meet Hugh Hefner, um, they put a sticky note on the book he signed. And on the sticky note, you had to put your name. They would write, they would write it. The, the representative from the book would write would put your name on it. Mm-hmm. And any specialized thing you wanted to say. 
Oh, so yeah. If you didn't put anything, they could put whatever they want, which is XOs, hearts, whatever. I have it somewhere. It's in storage. But um, yeah, you, you'd have to put it on there. Because like one guy, his last name was the same as one of the girls next door. And he was like very adamant. You need to put my her name on there kind of thing. So they, oh. they do label it out pretty well. And I believe they even limit like they'll I think they have like a piece of that pasta they put over it where they can only sign in certain areas and it has to be uniform that way you can't be like oh well he signed mine on the side and he never does that so it makes it more rare yeah yeah but, um, but the only thing that stinks is because i love to get some of mine because i finally pulled an enchanting card and get it signed but none of them come like even like in la they don't come down or they come on d23 and disturb my busy season yep um on it so yeah, oh, one day. Yeah, one day. Um, now to Disney Resorts Abroad. Uh, there's a new drone show at Disneyland Paris confirmed to be Disney Electrical Sky Parade. Um, the sky, the concept art was pretty cool. I know it's going to be you know, pretty awesome. Um, yeah. We got a POV of new Zootopia Hot Pursuit Ride at Shanghai. And Zootopia added to Shanghai Resort Virtual Map on official app. Congratulations to them. Um mm-hmm. Disney World, they have added multiple rare character meet and greets to Disney's Jollywood Nights after negative reviews and guest complaints. They legitimately got they they were refunding people. It was it was bad. It was bad. It was bad. Um, they, they lived and learned. Mm-hmm. Um, Genie Plus returns to highest price points for Thanksgiving at Walt Disney World. That's not a shocker. That's just kind of expected. Yep. Uh, Sensi branding added to Dumbo the flying elephant sign at Magic Kingdom as company officially becomes presenting sponsor, which they've already had a deal for a while because um, actually Tim's sister-in-law, we've bought a couple Sensi stuff from that are like, I think uh, Grogu is one of them, and I think they actually have one that was like a mixture of Mando and uh, him, uh, Baby and Yoda the child. and the child, yeah. yeah, so. Yeah, and they've been cool. really pushing... Um, like the past i'd probably say year is a lot of disney stuff getting released with with uh with cincy releases yep um guardians of the galaxy cosmic rewind has earned a prestigious theo award for outstanding achievement and attraction um i really want to write it it looks fantastic i really likes it i really like it um this one is <laughs> very so uh, dopey rips off snow white's arm on Seven Dwarfs Mine Train at Magic Kingdom. And this is the, the, the first time. So what's that? This is not the first time. It's happened before. Right, right. It's funny how they uh, they they put the, the the title is Rips Off Snow White's Arm. Basically, the animatronic got caught on her animatronic and pulled the arm off. and Yeah, which, yeah. You, know what that, you know what that means. Don't be stronger than Snow White, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. If she dies, she dies. If she, uh, she dies. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind Holiday Remix is not returning to Epcot this year, which is kind of a shocker because people a lot, of, a lot of people liked it, but right. there's got to be a reason. They're doing something else with it. Um, Hatbox Ghost has finally materialized in the Haunted Mansion at Magic Kingdom. We've had it forever, but they're just now getting it, so congratulations. Mm-hmm. Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser Gate has been blocked off in Galaxy's Edge at Epcot, or sorry, at Disney's Hollywood Studios after guests were tying ribbons to it in memory of the 
Halicon, and there was a lot of ribbons. And the worst part was they blocked it off, but the cast members were taking people over there. I was saying, every video I saw was cast members taking people back there. So I guess it was, yeah, that was definitely come down from management. Yeah. Um, First look at Dreamers Point and Walt Disney. Walt, the Dreamer statue, debut at Epcot. It was packed. There was a wine. And it looks cool because he's sitting on a step. So mm-hmm. it's uh, it's something different. Different, yeah. Um, and lastly, Mark Twain animatronic performs with head twisting around at the American Adventure. Yeah, not good. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, More animatronics. Yeah, I know. Now at Disneyland, Tim, give your report about going to Disneyland for during Thanksgiving week. Right. So it'll be just quick and sweet because you know it's. I mean, it is what it is. So we left uh, Sunday morning, drive down there, came back Wednesday afternoon. So in the parks, we went Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Um, this was obviously, like Chris alluded to, Thanksgiving week. So it's before Thanksgiving, a couple mm-hmm. days before. Um, it is. So a couple takeaways. Um, was it crowded? Um, yeah, I'd say it was above average. Um, could definitely feel it later uh, in the afternoon. Um, early afternoon around that noon two o'clock or so um, and definitely at night because um, <clears throat> you know we have a two-year-old so we left the park around seven eight o'clock or so right. um, can definitely see feel that um, but it is crazy uh, like I said a couple takeaways and like I said we got passes so you know my kids too this is the third time he's gone um, on it so but it is uh like we always say get there right at rope actually get there before rope drop but if you can't get there right at rope drop like walking into the park those first couple hours are like what everyone says you could listen to the the bloggers people that go me chris whatever you know that's like the golden hour um to get to get there early because you could do a lot in in a little bit of time and it just goes to show you um one day we got there uh to Disney California Adventure, and we rode one ride. It had a 40-minute wait, and we got there. I think it opened at 8 o'clock, and by the time we got through security and everything, let's say it was 8.30. A little bit later than we wanted to get there, but what, whatever. There's different yeah. issues due to that reasoning. So anyways, so we go on this one ride, 40-minute wait. I'm like, why are we going on a 40-minute wait first thing in the morning when there was three other rides that were less than 10 minutes? like why so i'm like you know what whatever so we do that we get out of that ride in that time so we rode one ride in that time those other rides the lowest weight was about 20 25 minutes and the other ones were at 40 minutes so that's how quickly that ride went up now granted i think on that morning um what what it was either web slingers or radio spring racers one of them didn't open with the park so now everyone that goes there now goes elsewhere which yep. it, it is what it is it's the same thing like if indy doesn't open those people go elsewhere rise of resistance or uh mickey's runaway and dca i mean uh disneyland when those don't open all those people that go back there <laughs> now funnel out and go elsewhere yep. um and then so after that okay hey where do we want to go i'm like there's there's nowhere to go just randomly pick one because we're waiting in line. We're going to have to wait Same in line way, yeah. um, for a long period of time. 
like if we would have gone this other way, we would have done three rides by now. And now we're just coming out of, out of one. And the ride that we went on, I didn't think it was a 40 minute wait, but like I said, wasn't, wasn't my deal, but uh, on doing that, it just goes to show you even on a busier day on getting there early, but then strategically using your time and looking at the app and going, and I was just watching a, a blogger today and going and putting your eyes on the line. Cause the app may say, Hey, it's 10 minutes. Well, all of a sudden that, you know, was maybe 10 minutes ago and everyone saw that and now has, you know, has a line of people going there and now that 10 minutes is up to 15 20 minutes a half an hour so by the time you walk there you look at the line oh you know what that's not a 10 minute line that's that's um more now but just using your time wisely especially in that first two hours you know definitely in the first hour usually the first uh two hours you could could knock out some pretty good rides on it and bigger rides on it Uh, but if you get into the line for one wrong run wrong ride mm-hmm. and you don't look at it or you just take the time as gospel and don't look at it. it's like oh man that line looks longer but on the app it only says it's 15 minutes and you get in it and it's more like a 30 40 minute line well you're kind of you're kind of hosed so that was um you know one takeaway and the other one was which really irked me and even a, a person in our group had uh, a a um, a thing. Uh, I don't know how do I put it. Had so- something that I'm going to say is, I wish Disney. I wish. I wish. I wish they would enforce the stroller and the wagon dimensions. You know, yeah. you can't now. Now I'm not saying nobody can't have them. If you have, you know, a kid with a disability or whatnot, or is handicapped or anything like that, you know, that that's fine. Because I even saw stickers where it was a blue tag, like a handicap placard or whatnot. And it had <clears throat> um, the wheelchair with an arrow pointing to the wagon. Like this wagon is the wheelchair. Instead of having a wheelchair, it's the wagon because they may have sensory issues and can't walk, you know, whatever the the deal is um, on it. Or they could lay down, whatever it is that I'm fine with. I get it. Right. You know, I have no problems with that. But it's the double wide strollers, jogging strollers. I saw a stroller. Four, four of them. It was two and two. It had three sets of wheels on it had a wheel in the front a wheel in the back and a wheel in the middle and this dad tried to turn it and oh my gosh it was like a semi turning like what are you that is and like i said a person in our group had it and you know they were always behind because they're getting i had our stroller um sister-in-law had her stroller and it was just the two of us and we were fine because it's just one kid in it and the double Y, they're like, oh, it wait up for us. It's like, no, you decided to bring that thing that you borrowed. That's that's not our, that's not our problem. And the thing is, is most of the time they just used it for holding souvenirs on it. Right. But anyways, that's besides the point. But just in general, oh, my gosh. And it was it just becomes a cluster because you got a double ride stroller and then you got a wagon blocking up this whole 
um, you know, walkway. It it was especially on a busy day. Little, little frustrating, but anyhow. But the nice thing is, is you go there after the first day, you get a a uh, a survey. So I let I let them know politely, hey, what's going on here? But and I guess uh, just lastly to wrap it up, because I know it's like I said, kind of getting late anyways, is that the Little Mermaid now has light leaning on it and has completely ruined that ride. So unless you get there within the first half hour, maybe hour, mm-hmm. um, because it's a similar ride mechanism, it's on a match with the Omni Mover, so it could uh, load a lot of people in it. Usually it's no more than a 10, maybe 15 minute wait. After the first hour, it was no less than 20 to 30 minute wait, which is sad because they put that on lightning lane and now <laughs> they, and they moved the entrance to it. It's, it's bad. It's sad because that right doesn't need it. And the other thing is, right. is it was not made for it either. There's not two lines for it. Like some of the other rides that, uh, that they had. So you have to manipulate it. And now before you would enter right under the big like rotunda now you walk around and go in the back way where the overflow was at that's the entrance to it for both lightning lane and the regular entrance so everyone walks up to the front of it you got this big nice rotunda deal like you're going to walk under it go into it and they all say oh no around the back and you keep walking keep walking. so you walk past the whole queue and then you go in the back way it's you know, and the reason they do that is because in the front there, it would back up too much and go right. spill out into the walkway because they decided a brilliant idea to force your hand to buy Genie Plus for the Lightning Lane. So, yeah, that's the other thing is after, like I said, after the first hour, it was um, no less than a 20-minute wait unless it broke down and came back up. But I was looking at it, I'm like, you know, 20 minutes, that was the new, like, 10-minute, I'm like, not good. So now, what would you say, what would be your recommendation? What would be the first five rides you would go see then? Um, on California Adventure, all depends. If you have kids, I would do, like, and depending on how tall they are, obviously, you could do cars, but everyone's going to cars. Right. So, but... That will be, you will have to wait in line, but that will be, you know, probably the less you're going to have to wait if it opens up. Sometimes they open it and then you're halfway in line and it closes, but everyone goes, goes to cars. Um, But if you have a kid that can't go on to it, um, Little Mermaid, um, excuse me, what was the other one? Yeah, like Jumping Jellyfish right there. Golden Zephyr, um, Inside Out, Emotional Whirlwind. That was another one that had a lower line oh, in the yeah, beginning. Oh, yeah, that's a newer one, too, yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, and there was one other one. Oh, uh, the other one, but it never had a line, was uh, Jesse's Carousel. It's a smaller carousel, but it is a carousel over there. And that one, I never saw it go over five minutes. Um, always was. Every time I looked at it, it was five minutes. Um and then the other one, I guess that you could write on is um, a Toy Story, because anybody could write on on, on that That's one true. as well. So, but I but, will be dominating the kid on that one. 
Right. But the uh, racers and Toy Story will have everyone's going rope drop in those. As far as Little Mermaid, Emotional Whirlwind, um, and um, like Jumping Jellyfish, not so much because those are more so like the kiddie rides at DCA. Right. Um, but those other bigger ones, um, especially uh, Toy Story, because it's for all all heights mm-hmm. um, on that. Then, of course, you know, you got the roller coaster, too, if, if you're into that um, for. Yeah, for Disneyland, I mean, it'd be all the the big e-ticket rides, Indy, Big Thunder, Space, um, Rise of the Resistance, uh, finally rode Mickey Minnie's Runaway Railway. Awesome. Loved it. Q is fantastic. Yes, uh, it is. The ride vehicles were a lot bigger than what I thought they were. I thought oh, they were they're massive. The, I thought they were half the size because it was they're, a group they're, of they're huge. Uh, one, two, three, four, five of us. So two kids, no, six of us, because me and the wife, sister-in-law, her kid, our kid, and father-in-law. And they're like, okay, go in this line. I'm like, we're going to be packed in there. And we had plenty of room. Oh, yeah. Um, you could so lay down. Was... Like, as an adult, you can lay down on the seat. Oh, yeah. That's uh, how big no, the seat is. Yeah, no, it, it's, it was awesome. It's like same size as like Pirates, maybe a little bit bigger um, on it. But uh, the other thing is, is with it being so, I thought it was going to be, you know, Nice, kind of smooth, methodical, except for the dancing scene. I know kind of like that. It was for it being a no height limit on it. It was a little herky jerky, to be completely honest. Mm-hmm. I mean, you kind of it's not like you have to hold on to your kid like, oh, my gosh, he's going to fall out. But um, they're banging into that rail could, in front of you if you're not paying attention. Bang, yep. Could bang their head on the rail. So but it was cool. He liked it, especially the um, like I said, the cue uh on it so that that one was was cool and i'd say that would as far as disneyland one to uh to go to but a lot of people rope drop that as well but i think we were in the queue for maybe 20 30 minutes so it wasn't that bad um on it for us because we with a big group um none of us did or even if they wanted to i wasn't going to do it didn't get genie plus because it'd be 30 bucks times however many people so uh, I love my family, but I wasn't going to spend that on it because <laughs> I don't think it was going to be worth it if it was just uh, me and my family, maybe. Um, but it's only two of us because the kid doesn't count. Uh, or if we kind of went with a group uh, like we did the t- uh, two times before mm-hmm. and all of us got it, um, then, yeah, it'd be be worth it because we did the writer swap. So half of them went. Then the other half went later and it it worked out pretty good um, <clears throat> on that. But three quarters of the crowd that we went with were seasoned Disney vets. So it was easy. Easy. Yeah. yeah. So um, would I go back again during that time? Yeah, maybe I would probably go down the Friday night and then go the weekend and maybe Monday and come back because it seemed like uh obviously we didn't go on wednesday but tuesday you know sunday wasn't as bad monday a little bit more tuesday a little bit more mm-hmm. um on that and then uh yeah and then coming home we got in, caught in a nice accident on the grapevine that uh went from five lanes to one lane because the trucker decided to lose this load across all lanes hey. so that was fun and that was that was wednesday before thanksgiving so a lot of traffic 
and every year nationally they always show the 405 Wednesday night backed up you know you see a whole bunch it's the popular uh one that you always see it's 405 down in LA and so you have all those people coming out and it took six hours for them to open up all lanes and they estimated that the traffic backed up for 30 miles so yeah that's like basically back to downtown LA from the base of the grapevine so but thankfully we were only in it for like 30 45 minutes well that's but, not bad then yeah no it was it, it was good so yeah no it was good we enjoyed it um learned learned a lot um as far as how on busier days really how crucial those first couple hours are yeah. and um using the time wisely now don't get me wrong if there's a ride you really want to go to and i want to ride it and it's 30 minutes but i'm gonna i i want to go on it hey go on it do, do it. it yep you know especially if it's you know 50 60 minutes uh, you know all day you know go ahead and do it it's like peter pan you know if it's like 20 30 minutes oh man that's a short line because um, it. it's always for 45 minutes mm-hmm. um so it's interesting seeing grown men kind of walk running to peter pan to get in there for only a, a 20 minute rate first thing in the morning yeah because it only goes up from there so all but, day long yep so but all in all it was good enjoyed it so i think i only need one more time to go and kind of quote unquote my pass is paid for mm-hmm. so yeah um Next, we're going to go into the regular stuff about Disneyland that happened over the course of the past three weeks. First of all, three were injured by a falling lamppost that uh, the support pole was rusted inside, and it um, the wind broke it over, and it fell and injured multiple guests. And so, so this was, yeah. we were in DCA on this day, not in Disneyland. We went, went the next day. It wasn't one of those little tiny light poles. It was like the, the big one. Um, entertainment light pole that had mm-hmm. the big can lights on it. And um, yeah, we were in line for that right in the morning. I'm like, huh, a pole fell over. And it was it was really windy that day. And the next day, um, we went to Disneyland and we were there at eight o'clock at rope drop. And you could see the support poles that were around all the uh, the bigger entertainment poles. Well, they better not um, better not have any more that happen. They're probably double checking all of them now. So, oh yeah, no, they were doing it that that, that day, day, that morning. Yeah. Um, Disneyland Magic Key holders November monthly payment delayed due to third party processing issues. That's always uh, that's always and that, and that can mess up some people, especially if you know it's going to come out on this day. I have money or I transfer money that day, and if it doesn't come out, and I think it was delayed by like a week or so yeah that could mess some some people up so hopefully if anything there was any issues of bouncing or whatnot that disney compensated them for it that probably not but who knows we'll see um brie larson apparently was narrating disneyland's 2023 candlelight processional which they actually did they invited um ash ashley Eckstein too who's ahsoka in the cartoons, she actually was there as well. Um, there was a 3.5 uh, magnitude earthquake near Disneyland, and it closed at least 17 attractions temporarily 
for inspections and it was twice it happened in the morning and it happened later that after that evening too so people started leaving the parks about 8 p.m because they couldn't um really go on anything yeah and it's crazy i pulled up the app and was looking at it because i was seeing it and you just see stars everywhere close 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 closed because i gotta double check them um this is the thing i was talking about earlier this is different um they have released every single event in the resort for next year uh even showing that um halloween's gonna start um in august of uh next year so a lot mm-hmm. earlier um i'm actually gonna miss the china the the chinese lunar new year which i'm excited for because even though i love it, it means less people in the park um but um yeah, it's gonna start earlier next year. It's crazy. They got a lot. Everything is popping up. Like they have, like they even said. So they're adding a, a Star Wars uh, fireworks experience for viewing from Galaxy's Edge, which is new because you used to not be able to go behind because they opened that park. They have to. Um, we're getting together forever. A Pixar nighttime spectacular fireworks is returning to Disneyland Park in 2024. Um, you also get new Star Tours. The Adventure Continues ride scenes debuted during Star Wars Season of the Force 2024. Um, and then Hyperspace Mountain is coming back. Uh, Peter Pan sequence returning to replace Pirates of the Caribbean and Disneyland's Fantasmic. Um, we get a new Better Together a Pixar Palace Celebration Daytime Parade is coming to California Adventure for Pixar Fest. Um, Disneyland After Dark events um, include returning events and new Disney Channel Night. And I believe they even said that there's like four Star Wars nights this year or 2024. Yes. Um, we have a Dapper Dan's knit polo shirt, which is available at Disneyland Park, which that one's kind of crappy because those dudes are just regular dudes. They don't get paid that much and they're making that much money off of them. Right. Well, and like a, one of the podcasts I listen to, it's cool that they're incorporating like Main Street Entertainment to get stuff and it being a polo but like the guy says you know because they were you know they're dapper so they have the vest or whatnot he's like instead of having a polo with like the uh sequence of the vest on it i'd rather actually have the vest like to buy a vest of that um but yeah it it looks okay now it may look better in person but yeah We'll see. Um, Disneyland Resort is offering discount tickets to SoCal residents for first half of 2024. Disneyland Resort files an $8 million permits with City of Anaheim for Parkside Market construction, which we already told you the second the city council swept over to be positive, the runs would come back and this would happen. So not very shocking. Um, Schmoozies at Disney's California Adventure finally reopens after three-month closure. Finally, dude, I love that place. Um, Gingerbread House returns to Disney's California Adventure Hotel, Disney's Cal- Grand Californian Hotel and Spa for 2023 holiday season. Um, Hand pulled candy canes are returning to Disneyland Resort. We got the first room tour from Pixar Place Hotel at Disneyland Resort. The um, mm, Indiana Jones pinball machine has been removed again. They they do something all the time. Um, Disneyland Railroad Service guests with three trains for first time since New Orleans Square uh, Station Fire, which that was quite some time ago. Um, Yeah, so, and I guess what it was is they only had two because with three, there's a lighting system, and it was run from that particular building because it was a 
half of it was break area and half of it was um like i said mechanical um, area yeah yeah mechanical area for it so that's kind of like a a big thing for it because now that means three trains on the tracks not as long in between each train mm-hmm. um Snow falls for the first time in downtown Disney District as nighttime, nightly occurrences begin for holiday season. It actually was pretty cool. It looked like super legit, like downtown Disney, um, uh, Main Street USA does. So that's really cool. They're doing it in downtown Disney as well. Um, mm-hmm. New Disneyland Hotel key cards debut with retro inspired design. I did see these. I did see these. They looked really cool. They looked it's cool. You know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh. New Smoke Jumpers Grill breakfast includes burritos, chocolate, cold brew, and more. I liked. Um, did you try the breakfast at um, Pim's Kitchen? Pim's Test Kitchen? No, we did not. It's pretty good. Good bacon. Well, so good at eggs. our hotel, they had free uh, buffet oh. breakfast every day, yeah. and parking was included. So it actually saved us like Might forty well. bucks a day. Yeah, um, and it was actually decent. They they had actually some pretty good uh, breakfast potatoes there. Um, but anyway, so no, we did not do any breakfast uh, stuff in the park because we stuffed ourselves at the hotel. Hmm. Um, well, I'm going to try this when we go this uh, in January. Mm-hmm. Um, security added to top floors of Disneyland Resort parking structure falling third death in the year, which is smart. Um, and for those that don't know, they have security guards who patrol uh, Florida, the abandoned like resorts like the water reports they have security that monitor that they could afford to have four security guards walk on the top of a of a structure um and part guests arrested after stripping and climbing around and it's a small world first in just his underwear and then completely in the nude then in the nude and the crazy thing is is he looks like daniel radcliffe from um where the al yankovic story is what he looks like he has the same hair and the same glasses and body type as him it looks it it was weird it was like his doppelganger but yeah and i guess there's a video of it of them splicing together all the different camera angles from it and the timeline and here he is here here he is here and i guess Mm -hmm. most people (laughs) were it's funny how disney people are most people were mad not because he was in his underwear is because he was touching the animatronics. It's like, Oh, he's too rough with the animatronics. I'm like, um, that's the least of the worries. When you have a guy that got off of the boat is in his underwear and is clearly on something, or at least I'm hoping he's on something. If not, hopefully he got a mental evaluation. I'm sure he did, um, on that. And that was in the ride. Then later on at the entrance of the ride, I'm like, why can't why can't you see like somebody puts a little happy face and you could kind of see the backside of his uh, his bare bottom. I'm like, oh, he is fully in the nude. And then the last one is when they were taking him out. They had him on like all four. You know, it's not like he was walking out. No, they he, had, they're carrying him and with four a, people like carrying a, him out and a towel a, draped a over towel, him. Or it was like a bl- uh, it was like a sheet or a blanket or a sheet huge, or whatever yeah. <clears throat> um, draped over him. So that way nobody could. Uh, you know, little indecent exposure, but it was weird on how they took them um, out is I guess there's probably no quick way to take them out from over there besides maybe the big doors right there, but it's almost like they were taking them through like the middle of the park out, but 
Yeah, not. And they and the crazy part was, I will say, they blocked off that place like it was Fort Knox. Like you could not get anywhere near no. once they got people because people were yelling at them like, "Dude, just just get out," you know. Yeah, yeah. And it, I guess they said uh, people in the boats on the right they were in there for an hour and a half by the time the the ride shut down to when they got off. So it's yeah, it's 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 sad, you know. But the thing is, yeah. is, I mean, unless you're completely strapped in, I mean, anybody could get a you know, on grad nights you hear stories of Pirates of the Caribbeans and people, um, cast members talking about kids running around in there, um, and being. being You'll be um, surprised at what people do when they they're inebriated or they don't you know, aren't raised right or whatever, but this, yep. this Any one was more shocking. Or, or I think it was, clicks. it was more shocking because it was, it's a super, it's a, basically a kid's ride. It's people eater. Yeah. And mm. that's what happened. Yep. So, but the thing is, is it was in the news for like, like that day and another day and gone, gone. I mean, granted it was like in every single news because you have a naked person in, disney park but yeah oh within yeah 24 48 hours it was gone bye-bye so the weird thing is is this week it was all disneyland or disneyland had the all one the crazy yeah. one and really nothing in in florida so yes there you go connor you could say it we disneyland wins this week or normally it's florida <laughs> so i'm gonna call him tomorrow and tell him that <laughs> right <laughs> Well, that is all we got for you this week. We greatly appreciate everyone coming through. Um, everyone that always listens, Mr. Stranger, Mr. J, thank you guys all so much uh, for the FOMO oh, cast. And, oh, oh, and really quick, just because, just really quick. Um, I think we got a couple new listeners from my wife's work. So thank you for listening um, and sticking it all the way through. So if you get a couple more downloads in my area, that's what hey, it is we love it so. thank you all for coming through we greatly greatly appreciate it really do uh for the fomo cast i'm chris and i'm tim and we will see you guys next time <laughs>